Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So today I'll share on a topic I've titled The Character of the Word. I expect people to take down notes as usual. You know, I was one of those who, when going to church, I would just go without a Bible or even without a notepad. Because growing up, I've always been smart. So I believed I would remember everything. Until I realized that I, I would forget a number of things, really, and a number of scriptures. But it's important to have the Word of God on your mind and on your lips. Amen? Amen. 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 All right. So, um, talking about growing up, one of the things that I remember, I've started teaching, by the way. One of the things that I remember growing up is, um, I don't know about you, how many here actually attended Sunday school when you were a child? Either by force or winning. <laughs> you attended Sunday school, right? All right. Doesn't matter the church, but you are just in Sunday school. Now, there's something that is common in all Sunday school. In Sunday schools, I was, I was in Sunday school, like every other child that grew up in a Christian home, that is. There's something that is common in every Sunday school is that you'll be taught to um, to memorize certain verses, right? Yes, yes sir. You know, Jesus wept. <laughs> John 3, 16. You know what I mean, right? Yes, sir. You'll be trained to memorize this scripture. So growing up, there are certain things that um, you will know. Just like, for example, every if someone grew up in the church and they later on became atheist, for, for instance, there are certain things that they, they know about the Bible, at least. <laughs> because they were... They grew up in church, right? Yeah. So, just like every other child, I, 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 was, I was pretty smart, like I said. So, memorizing certain things was very, was very easy. Like, I have a very good memory. I just choose to forget a number of things. My memory is quite good. When it comes to memorizing stuff, I memorize. So, when it comes to, when it came to memorizing scriptures, I was one person who... I knew who was who in the Bible, who did what. You know what I mean, right? Yes, yes. All these, when they told us to oh, memorize this portion of scripture, and all that, I, I won Bible quizzes and all that because I loved being competitive as a child. So when they told us you've been a Bible quiz, I wanted to beat everyone. <laughs> you know, like I wanted to study the Bible so I could just beat everyone. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Yeah, so, however, like, we've grown up to be taught we need to memorize scriptures. Just like, for example, if I ask any, everyone here, you probably um, have a favorite book of the Bible, I assume, right? Some find it Psalms, some find it Proverbs, others they find, because majority it's Psalms, eh? <laughs> majority, you know, because Psalms are easier to understand for, for some, for most, right? So, we've been trained or we've been taught to put these scriptures on our minds and in our hearts for some that have been taught that. However, very few people have been taught 
or rather have been trained to know the power of the word they've been they've memorized you understand right we've been taught you for example you know you know John 3:16 but do you know the power behind it have you ever experienced it you understand eh yeah one time my member was watching a show and someone was asked to quote you know just one of these worldly shows you know and then someone was asked to just quote a random portion of scripture and then they said Jesus wept <laughs> and they asked him why did he weep because he was sad <laughs> yeah so we find people know scripture especially in Zambia everyone is a christian in Zambia every person when they say no this is for christian we're all christians here what are you trying to say Not I'm trying to say right yes. yeah every person is a christian in Zambia that's what that's what we believe all right and but that's not actually true but we're not getting into into those details today now there is something beyond the written pages mm. there is something that is greater see the pharisees in the bible they read the law right yes pastor. the law then is like what what you call the bible now it was written and they would read it right yes pastor. now do you know that for the pharisee for you to become a pharisee one of the things they had to do is to memorize the law mm. Now, when we talk about memorizing, it's not no, where do you find this? No. They they could quote it word for word. Imagine meeting a person who has memorized half the Bible, for example, in their head. <laughs> Impressive, eh? Yes, yeah. But this was the kind of people that Jesus was dealing with. So, imagine these guys had read about um they had read about 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 the coming of the Christ right they had read about all these things but when jesus came how come they couldn't identify him mm-hmm. it's like let's say you've been you've been given a um you've been given a book and this book describes the person but the day you meet the person you're not able to tell this is him mm-hmm. or this is her mm-hmm. you see there was something beyond just reading because any person can read even the even the people that actually bring up controversial things in, from the bible that don't even make sense they've read the bible okay yes. but there is something beyond just the written pages the word of god has power all right the word of god is powerful god's word is powerful it is powerful So the Bible says in Hebrews chapter number 4 verse 12 you can write that down I won't read it here <laughs> All right it says the word of God is actually very powerful Now I want to give you an illustration Assuming let's say you've been given uh money Okay Because everyone in here would want to be given money eh Yes yes <laughs> Assuming let's say you've been given money. Now, the definition of a lot of money is relative, okay? Yes. It's relative. Yes. What is a lot of money to someone may be just changed to another person, right? Yes. Yeah. 
Some here are older than others. For some here, if you are given a hundred thousand kwacha, it will be something. For others, will blow it in a day <laughs> because of the expenses they have. <laughs> they will be surprised. This is, this is a hundred pin. <laughs> you get right. Yes. For another person, no, let me not start mentioning figures. You can start scaring people. <laughs> Assuming, let's say, let me use a general term. Assuming, let's say, you've been given money, a million dollars, for instance. Right? Yes. Assuming you've been given a million dollars in cash. Mm. Not via bank transfer, no. In cash. Someone brings a briefcase, hands it over to you. It's a million dollars. You've seen it, you've counted it, a million bucks. Mm. All right? You get the briefcase, you put it in your room, you've got a, you've got, you're a millionaire in that moment, right? Yes. Sir. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, in that moment, you've got a million in your house. How cool is that? <laughs> you've got a million in your house, right? And, but I want you to, to, to imagine this. If you don't remove any cash in there, and you go out and shop right, you want to buy something, what will happen? <laughs> no, you don't have any money on you. You've, you have a million dollars in the house. You've simply put the, the million dollars in your room and then you just go out and show price. Oh, look, I'm going to show. I'm a millionaire. <laughs> I'm a millionaire. So you go into shop, right? You know, chitroli, foo. These things that people in boarding houses buy. <laughs> My eggs. <laughs> wow. <laughs> You can tell we live in a boarding house here. <laughs> People are exposing themselves. <laughs> so imagine, imagine you go right there and shop right on pick and pay or wherever you, wherever you buy your groceries from, whether in Young Firos. You, you, <laughs> you go there with a trolley and then you fill up that trolley. You go out there too. Yeah, you're a millionaire, right? Yes, master. But then, what will happen when you say till? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Right? Yes, so until you get the money and do something with it, mm. nothing will happen. Are you getting? Yes, until you remove money from your bedroom and take it out. If you want a car, look, you, you can even afford it if you, if, if, whether you want, whatever car you want, if it's within that, that, that price range. Well, if you go to a showroom and just, you know, defy. <laughs> See, nothing will happen. See, the same thing applies to the word of God. It doesn't work until you work it. That's why, that's why a lot of people have not experienced the power of the word of God. Because as much as you memorize the word of God, as much as you have the word, as much as you've been taught the word of God, the word of God requires you to apply it. It requires you to work it out. And until you learn to work out the word of God, it will not work. You will become like that person who is a millionaire but is at the tea with no money. <laughs> And do you know how people behave? It's like, let's say, the person who's given him a, a, that million dollars, mm. all right? You discover, you, let's say, you, you, yes, you've got that million dollars, right? Mm. You put it in your room, and then you just leave it there. You go into shop, right? And then you buy, uh, you, 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 you get everything, and then at the till, they tell you, you no, know, you, you have to pay for this. And then you end, you end up leaving the things. You go to the person who gave you the money. That money is fake. <laughs> 
You don't even you told me I'm a millionaire. That's what you said. But I went to shop and nothing happened. They sent me back. Whose fault is it? <laughs> the person who gave you the money or yourself? You didn't, you didn't get the money to pay, right? Yes. Yeah. And a lot of people actually end up going back to God over things he's already done. <laughs> things that Jesus has already done. Completely. God, but you said in your words. <laughs> you said. Work out the words. What has the words, what has, what, what has the word of God said? Pastor, I've even stopped believing. <laughs> the thing you said, you lied. <laughs> this thing doesn't work. It does. Praise God. Hallelujah. Maybe let's read some scriptures. Um, I said I was teaching what the character of the word, right? Yes. Alright. So you until you work out the word, it will not work. Tell your neighbor, work out the word. Now, to work out the word simply means to apply the the scriptures. Alright? It means to put it to work. So what happens, maybe before I read, I go to the scriptures. What happens is this. When you receive a particular word from God, alright? Maybe let's say you've opened your Bible. The same way, for example, let's let's say for example, you've been taught the scriptures, right? You've been taught things like, oh, there's no weapon fashion against you shall shall prosper, right? Mm -hmm. We all know that, right? Yeah, Yeah, so it means the day you experience weapons fashion against you, (laughs) if they are prospering. (laughs) (laughs) No, if they are prospering, it's either God lied or you're not doing something. Yeah, because he said, no weapon first against us shall prosper. Right? Yes. Yeah. So it means for you, your role, once you get the word of God, is oh, this is what God said. And the, the most amazing thing is this. A lot of people will make a life, a life-changing decision simply because of who said something. That's like, for example, if you've got a rich uncle and they tell you, just bring your CV. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Yes. Yeah. Whether they whether they do something for you or not, by the day they tell you to bring your CV. The way you will run. <laughs> Prepare your CV. All your papers, you will put them together. Why? Because of the, the kind of the integrity of the person who told you to bring your CV. You know what they're capable of doing. Now, if God tells you something, how you act shows us exactly what you think about him. Yeah, how how you run with what God has said shows us what you, what you believe about God. Because if a rich uncle is able to tell you bring your CV and then you're running, whether the the, the last money you had was like a ten quarter, you go pre, you go photocopy this, do this. We, we, that's the last money you had, you know. It, why? Because the person telling you, you know, once I give this person this, my life will change. Yeah. You get, right? Yes. It's the integrity of the person who's talking to you. Now, how, what, what more the integrity of God? What more God's integrity? If God said he would do something, then he would do it. And if he said he's already done something, then he has done it. Are you following? Yes. If he says this in his word, you must believe his word exactly as he said it. Yes, yeah. You must believe exactly as he said it. 
Don't even, don't even tone down God's word. Don't water it down to suit your, your, your unbelief sometimes or to suit your, your level of faith. No, as you must go with the word the, ex- the exact way he said it. Are you following? Yeah. If God says, I'll give you nations, don't, don't look at cities. No, think about it. If God says, I will, I will give you this, I will make you this, don't water it down. But look, like a CV, sana. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Yes. Yeah. What God has said, you must believe it exactly as He said it. Don't water it down, don't turn down for anything or for, or for anyone. There is something we must understand about this person we're dealing with. Um, Hebrews chapter number 13. Hebrews chapter number 13, verse 8. We all know this scripture. Hebrews chapter number 13, verse 8. Hebrews 13, verse 8. Hebrews 13, verse 8. Hebrews chapter number 13, verse 8. The Bible says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Are we there? Yes. Hebrews 13, verse 8 says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. When you go to Malachi, Malachi chapter number 3. Malachi chapter number 3, verse 6. Malachi chapter number 3, verse 6. The Bible says, For I am the Lord, I do not change. This is God talking. It says, I am the Lord, I do not change. You see, he's telling you the kind of person he is. All right? He's introducing himself now. He says, look, I am God, I don't change. You know what this means? It means the same way. Abraham met God. That's how he is today. He hasn't changed. No, God has evolved because times have changed. No, you see. You know, it's a new generation. God is just... God doesn't deal with us because of, because of the new technology. That's there, no. No, because times have changed. We're no longer like the days of uh, these guys. No, he said he's the same. You know what this means? It means the same way those guys relied on him, the same way we can rely on him today. If he did something 1,000 years ago, he can do it the exact same way today. If, it means if he promoted someone 2,000 years ago, he can promote a, pers- a, a person today the same way he did it. Because why? He's consistent. He is God. He does not change. And about Jesus, he's, to, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. In other words, they, they, this, remember, remember in, in, in the Bible, every time Jesus met a blind man, what happened? He opened their eyes. Mm. Right? Yes, yeah. He healed the sick, right? Yes. Those who are possessed of devils, he delivered them, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Those afflicted by, by all sorts of things, he, he liberated them, right? He said he's the same. So just in case you've, you've ever wondered, does God really want to bless me? How, the question is, how did he handle Abraham? No, because the moment you begin to question whether he's, whether, whether, whether he's willing to do this, but he dealt with Moses like this, it means you're questioning his consistency. Does, does God want me free from this sickness? How did Jesus handle the people who are sick? When you, when, you look at, when you look at how God handled all these guys, when you look at how God dealt with different people in the past, when you look at how God deals with b- people even today, 
different people. That is why whenever you see another person celebrating or rejoicing or even testifying over something that you need a breakthrough in as well, mm. you need to rejoice because, oh, God is consistent. Mm. He's still doing it today. Okay. Are you following? Yes. Are you following? Yes. Yeah. And his word has got certain his his word has got a character that's unchanging as well. His word has got the character of God's word. See, for example, the same way the name of Jesus worked on the lips of Peter, it can work for you. You didn't hear me. (laughs) The same way the name of Jesus could work on the mouth of the Apostle Paul. If the Apostle Paul could could cast out devils by the name of Jesus, it means even today, if I want to cast out devils, I should use the same name. And it will work today the exact same way it worked years ago. Are you following? Yeah. So the first thing or the first character of the word of God that the first the, 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 the first thing we, we need to understand about the character of God's word is that it does not fail. That's something you must understand. The word of God does not fail. And before we get into the scriptures on this, I want you to understand something. When it comes to uh, do you know? <laughs> let me put I once heard a statement some years back which I loved. Um, someone said. For someone out there, you are the only Bible they will ever read. That got me thinking. (laughs) You see, one thing you need to understand is this person called Jesus that we're dealing with or this person called Jesus that we're working with, the only way others will know that he heals is when you pray for the sick. Are we together? The only way others will know that Jesus loves is when you love others. Okay? The only way others will experience the touch of God is when you are there for that particular person. That is why when it comes to proving, when it comes to showing the the character of God's word or the character of God, it is the responsibility of every believer. Every believer has got a responsibility to ensure that the character, the nature, the power, the glory of God is demonstrated to your world. It's a responsibility we all have. How together? Yes, Yeah. Don't do anything that does not exhibit the nature of God. Don't do anything that does not display the, 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 the character of God. Don't do anything that is inconsistent with the word of God. Every action you take must be consistent with God's word. There must be a consistency, consistency between what you do and what the word of God says. Are you following? Now, when you read something, the book of Joshua, I said the first thing is that the word of God does not fail, right? Yes, It does not fail. <laughs> it does not fail. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, it does not fail. It does not fail. Yeah, it does not. You see, what, the, the thing is, um, maybe maybe you hold it a bit before you go to the book of Joshua. The thing is this, and a lot of people struggle with the idea of perfection. All right? A lot of people struggle with the idea of perfection. Just like there are a number of people who, even atheists, <laughs> I, I get amused sometimes when I listen to someone. Some people don't even question the existence of, the existence of God. They question his perfection. 
<laughs> Some people don't doubt that God is there. They just question his power. Can he really heal? Can he really bless? Can he really promote? Can he really deliver? Can he really, you know what I mean, right? Yes. Yeah, there are all these questions that are there. But then, when you, remember what I said at first? I said, until you work out the word, it's not, it's not work, right? Yes. Yeah, and meaning until you put the word of God to, to use yourself, until you put it into practice yourself, it will not work for you. Mm-hmm. All right? Now, when you read the book of Joshua chapter number 21, Joshua chapter number 21 and 43 to 45, Joshua chapter number 21, verse 43 to, to 45, Joshua 21, Verse 43 to 45. The Bible says something very interesting. It says, So the Lord gave to Israel all the land of which he had sworn to give to their to their fathers. And, and they took possession of it and dwelt in it. That's, let's pause there for a second. That's 43. We get to see something there. Now, do you remember that uh, God met a man called uh, Moses, right? And God taught Moses to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt and that you take them to the promised land, right? Yes. There was a land that was promised. There was a land that was meant for them to dwell in, right? Now, when you read the Bible further, you'll get to notice that many years passed, generations passed, all right, before they could possess this land, all right? People died, you know, others were born, you know, on the journey to the promised land, okay? Imagine being born on that journey. They are saying, ah. We're in Egypt. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just born on the road. <laughs> you know? Yes, we are just born on the road. My camp here, camp here, born here, you know, and camp there, and, and, and all that. Now, the Bible shows us something here. Now, in the, in the process of them moving, there were a lot of obstacles in the way. Mm-hmm. All right? They faced battles. We've seen that. We've, we've seen that in cartoons or in movies. The movie of Moses. Is there a movie? Moses. Yes, yeah, yeah. Never seen one. But yeah, but I've seen a cartoon. So if we've seen, if, if either you've seen it in, 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 in these cartoons or movies or you've read it in the Bible, there are a lot of obstacles they faced. Yes. All right. A lot of um, giants that, 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 that to conquer, a lot of nations that, that, that to conquer. But the Bible shows us something here in the book of Joshua. It says, it says, God gave them that promised land. In other words, they took possession of it. Mm. You know what that means? It means that the word that God spoke to Moses that day, Moses was long dead by this time. <laughs> but the word he spoke was still in effect. Are you following? Yes, Moses was already gone. Remember, Moses, Moses went because of his... That's uh... <laughs> why people need to work on their temper. <laughs> yeah. Moses, Katempa, sent him early home. <laughs> Had he been more patient, could have been a different story. But God just, Vasa, uh, please. <laughs> All right. Now, we get to notice something here. The, the, the book of Joshua says, God actually says, so the Lord, verse 43, Joshua chapter number 21, verse 40, 43 says, so the Lord the Lord God gave to Israel all the land of which he had sworn to give the fathers. All of it. In other words, there was, not, there, was, there was none left. God didn't do a sighting. No, Moses, wasn't, he wasn't, Moses is now dead. Now let me do a fast one on them. I only promised them up to this side, but I'll just give them a bit less. They won't even know. <laughs> <laughs> 
God gave them everything, everything he had promised. And then verse 44 says, the Lord gave them rest all around. May God give you rest all around. It says, according to all that he had sworn to their fathers, and he says, and not a man of all their enemies stood against them. Wow. In other words, there's no enemy that, could, that successfully stood against the children of Israel. No one. They defeated everyone in the way. And then he goes on to say, the Lord delivered all their enemies in their hand. And then verse 45 says, not a word failed of any good thing which God had spoken to the house of Israel. It says, all came to pass. There is not a word that God spoke that failed. There is not a word that God has ever said. There is not a word that God will ever say to you that will ever fail. Hallelujah. You understand? That's why earlier I told you to say, look, don't turn down the word of God. Because look, sometimes when God speaks to you, you wonder, Lord, how will this be? You may question certain things. Imagine God meets an old man called Abraham and told him, say, look, you'll be a father. At the age of 75, he's been told you'll be a father. Papa Abraham should be thinking about having grandchildren at that age. <laughs> right? Yes. Yeah. No school, 75. You're an old man. God spoke to Abraham. Abraham didn't even doubt God. Because God said it, Abraham moved according to what, what God had said. How are we together? Yes. Yeah. There are a number of things that look crazy, especially when you read in the Bible. They look crazy. That's why even in this year of dominion, listen to every instruction God gives you. Pay attention to every instruction the Holy Spirit will lead you to. Pay particular attention and act on it. Don't turn it down. Mm. You know what I mean, right? Don't, don't, don't lower what God is saying simply because of, simply because of what, what's going on around you. You understand? And then that is why it's, it's very important to, 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 to live by the leading of the Spirit. It's very, very important. When you live by the leading of the Spirit, you will know what to do even for the next five years. You will not be ignorant. If God tells you, look, if God tells you, oh, look, I will make you, assuming let's say the Lord appears to you and tells you to say, look, oh, I will make you Bank of Zambia governor. If God tells you that. You see, your role is not to sit down and just wait until you are called by the president one day. No, your role now, when you've been given an instruction, oh, how do I prepare to be a governor? Let me go to school. You understand, right? Let me get these qualifications. Why? You're now acting on the, on the word. You're acting on the word. You see, even as you are taking a job in another company, you know where you're going. Hmm. You understand, right? Yeah. You know where you're going. David knew he would be king. Even as he was being chased by Saul, he knew he would be king. <laughs> it didn't matter what Saul was going to do. David knew he was anointed for the kingdom. I mean, his actions were now that of a king. You carry yourself. You see, that's why follow the leading of the spirit. If God tells you, oh, you'll be this. Carry yourself as that. Yes, know what I mean, right? Yes, God tells you you'll be a big person in the corporate world. 
Amen. <laughs> Listen, when God tells you such things, prepare to my suit fear, not my air force. See, <laughs> to my genie, that's the only thing you own. <laughs> no, because look, there's, there's, there's a dress code where you're going. Yes. <laughs> you get right? There's a way of dressing where you're going. If God tells you, 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 you own this, you begin to pay off mentally. You begin to pay your wardrobe for that. You begin to pay according to everything God has said. With your papers, you are putting them, you are putting them together. You know, oh, because of where I'm going, I need to act like this. You understand? Yes, Yeah. You can't be, listen, you, you, God can give you a word. To say, oh, you'll be Bank of Zambia governor. Mulibiz, you're even applying to be a doctor. <laughs> Ku university. Yeah. Me, my passion is medicine. <laughs> I want to be a nurse. I just want to be. But God gave you a word. That means for you, what everything you do must be learn what God has said. You follow that path. I hear you. Are you following? Yeah. God tells you, 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 in the next five years, you own a business. Why aren't you saving? Mm. You expect someone to bring a seed one day? <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> As capital. <laughs> See, one of the things I remember, God told me to, I, I won't mention all the details, but there's a place God told me to go to years back. All right? Some years ago, God told me, look, you'll be at this point, you'll be at this place by this particular time. I won't mention where. Right. When God told me, I knew I would need savings for me to get there. And for, what sustained me was the savings I had. If I had waited for miracle man, <laughs> I would have questioned God. You understand, right? Yeah. The word of God does not fail. Tell anybody it does not fail. It does not fail. That's the character of God's word. It does not fail. If it failed, it wasn't his word. <laughs> no, it does not fail. Like I said earlier, some people struggle with the idea of perfection. Ah, there is no way it can't fail. Everything fails in life. <laughs> Everything fails in life. No, no, no. It's not possible. Not God's word. Not God's word. He says he's not a man that he should lie. Know what I mean, right? Yeah, it's not a man that he should lie. And remember what I told you um, at the crossover. I said, if, if God gives you a word, if this, this year for you, dominion fear. You see? And then two weeks later, you lose your job. God doesn't come back and say, look, now, now that you've lost your job, I think our, our theme has changed. <laughs> we need to... <laughs> I think the next, the next theme is breakthrough. <laughs> no. When God, when God says something, Stick to what God has said. It doesn't matter what you face. You stick to everything God has said, exactly how he said it. Imagine how he dealt with the children of Israel. If, if, as in if God worked out every word he told them. As in if every promise he gave to Israel came to pass. That's what the Bible says here, right? It says every, there is no word he spoke to them that failed. It says every word he gave them, it came to pass. Every word it came in. That is why when you receive away from God, write it down. Yes. Write it down. I gave, I, I explained to you um, what happened to Daniel at, at the crossover, right? Yes. Yeah. Israel received the word that they were in captivity for seventy years. So the so the Bible shows us mm -hmm. by the prophet Jeremiah. 
Jeremiah prophesied that oh, Israel will be in captivity for 70 years. 72 years later, they were still in captivity. Mm. Until a man called Daniel saw it in the book. So look, wait. See, who was supposed to be free two years ago? Mm-hmm. Daniel went to pray according to what he saw. Mm-hmm. And the moment he prayed, the breakthrough came. Mm-hmm. That's why sometimes when God gives you a word, write it down. Don't just rejoice. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You even have breakfast in the morning. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. You know what I mean, right? You're excited. You know? By the time it's or someone gives you bad news, someone just irritates you, forget everything God has said. Everything God told you. Whatever God told you in the morning, whatever God told you last week, you forget about everything. Me, I lose it. <laughs> Who do they think they are? You forget everything God has said. No, write down. When God says something, write it down. All right? Write it down. If there is a delay, you know where to pray. You know the direction to take. You write down the scriptures. You write down every prophetic word God gives you. Are you following? Yes. Yeah. And God will speak. He will give you dreams. He will give you visions. Are we together? Yes, sir. Now, let's go on. What, what time? What time is it? All right. I still have a bit of time. The second thing about the character of God's word is that the word of God heals. Now, this is very important. <laughs> the word of God in itself heals. All right? Proverbs chapter number Maybe let's start reading from Psalms. Psalms, uh, Psalms 107. Psalms 107 verse 20. Psalms 107 verse 20. Psalms 107 verse 20. Psalms 107 verse 20. The Bible says, He sent His word and healed them and delivered them. From their, from their destructions. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says he sent his word and healed them. He sent his word. In other words, when they needed healing, God didn't send power. <laughs> he sent his word. Are you following? Yes. When they needed deliverance there, God didn't send anything else. He sent his word. said he sent his word and healed them. Maybe the easiest way of illustrating so at someone saying that way, have you ever maybe how many here you've, you've got a young one at home? Mm-hmm. Raise your hand if you have a young one. If you have a young brother or young sister, yeah. Maybe has your young brother or young sister ever come to you say, oh, Dad said you should do this? Have <laughs> <laughs> yes. they come to you and told you that, right? Yes. Mom said before, when she comes, she will find you remove radius from the fridge. <laughs> now, <laughs> You see, the person who's talking to you has got no right to send you. (laughs) But they are carrying your words that will cause you to move, whether you like it or not. Whether you are sleeping, (laughs) the word was sent to you. He said he sent his word and healed them. In other words, when the word was sent, sickness had no choice but to go. following he sent that's you see god heals using his word there are times let's say you can be uh you can be in pain assuming let's say you're you're having um pain in your stomach or something your stomach is hurting 
and you're praying, God heal me, 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 and God can just give you a word. Say, rebuke it. Lord, rebuke it. Lord, rebuke it. Lord, rebuke it. <laughs> no, because that's how people act. When I'm in a place where either I don't know exactly what to do, I look for what God is saying. That's what I do. What is God? I go in the scriptures and I begin to read. I begin to read. What is God saying? What has God said about this? Because the word of God is my direction. How together? Yes. Yeah. So like that illustration that I gave you earlier. See, your, your young sister or young brother will just come to you. Mom says, go buy this. Mom says, go buy bread. Maybe you, you'd have been sleeping, maybe, right? <laughs> yeah, enjoying it. You're even having a prophetic dream. <laughs> <laughs> Do they even know that I slept late, these guys? <laughs> <laughs> but there's a word that came. <laughs> right? Yeah. And that is why, even for some people, if, let's say, uh, if you've interacted with, let's say, some people who've been, I don't know if you've ever interacted with some people who've been appointed by the president before. Not all of them receive a code direct from the president. If you have. Alright? Some people just get called by someone from State House. Say, oh, there's actually a position for you this side. And you're swearing in ceremonies tomorrow, come at this time. Or it's today, please start off. Wherever you are. Okay? Now, the person who scored them doesn't even have power to appoint you. No. The word was sent. Are you following? Yes. Yeah. Said he sent his word and healed them. So the word of God he was. When you read the book of Proverbs, <coughs> Proverbs chapter number four, verse twenty. I've read this scripture in, in Believers Life Church several times. Proverbs four, verse twenty. Proverbs chapter number 4. Proverbs chapter number 4, verse 20 to 22. Proverbs 4, verse 20 to 22. Says, my son, give attention to my words. Says, give attention to what? My words. Give attention to what? My words. Yeah. So it says, so that means you must pay attention to God's word. Okay? Alright? Yes. Pay attention to God's word. <laughs> Don't take the word of God like it's just like a story. I just love Goliath. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I just love David. No, pay attention to the word of God. It says, my son, give attention to my words. says, incline your ears to my sakes. says, do not let them depart from your what? says, do not let them depart from your eyes. says, says keep them in the midst of your heart. And then it says, verse 22 says, for they are life. Talking about the word of God, right? It says, for they are life to those who find them. They are life to those who do what? Find. They are life to those who do what? Find. Not to those who read. No, those who find them. Have you found the word of God? It says, they are life to those who find them. In other words, those who don't find them walk in death. <laughs> That's a story for another day. Says for their life to those who find them, and says and health to all their flesh. It doesn't. It didn't say their health. It, it is health to their spirit. That would have been beautiful. 
Right? Yes. But it says to their flesh. No, you know what that means? It means the word of God is able to affect even your flesh. It's able to affect even your flesh. You know, it, it means when your body is unwell, you can actually take in the word of God. You can look at the word of God and confess it over and over and over and over and over again over your life. You can confess it over your body. In the name of Jesus, by his stripes, I am healed. I refuse to have these migraine headaches. In the name of Jesus, my stomach stops hurting. You are confessing the word of God over yourself. The word of God can can affect your flesh. It can affect your body. There was a man in the Bible. God took him up on a mountain. All right? God took him up on a mountain and he spent 40 days and 40 nights there. You know what I'm talking about, right? Some don't. <laughs> God made him spend 40 days and 40 nights on the mountain. All right? And the Bible records that when he came down, he was shining such that they couldn't look at him. So the Bible says, right? He was shining such that they couldn't look at him. What made him shine? It was the words God spoke. God was talking to him. And as God spoke, he was kept on shining. As God spoke, he kept on shining. In other words, there's such a thing called the glory of his word. It can, it, you see, the, the glory that Moses experienced when he encountered that, it wasn't, it, the shining wasn't spiritual, for lack of better words. You know what I mean, right? Like, you know how people, like when they just had Holy Ghost fire, it's spirit, they can't see it physically, right? <laughs> see, they think even the glory that Moses experienced, like, you know, it was just, you know, only people with certain spiritual eyes could see that, oh, Moses is shining. No, it was visible. <laughs> they couldn't look at him physically. Something had taken place to his body because of hearing the word of God. Something had taken, imagine where Moses had to, Moses had to veil himself just to talk to people. Because of where he had been. What do you think happens every time you listen to the word of God? No, what do you think happens? See, when you, are, when you have revelation of the word of God, every time you listen to his word, the, the glory on your life increases. It grows. It grows. It grows. That's why a lot, people who are full of the word of God are full of glory. Are we together? Are we together? Yeah. So the word of God heals. Says it is flesh to their health, right? To, 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 it is health to their flesh, rather. Right? Yeah. It is health to your flesh. That means you can take yourself in a weight therapy. <laughs> if you've been having challenges on, 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 with your health, get in the word of God. What has God said in the scriptures? What, what is God saying? What, what, what word can I rely on for this? And you keep confessing, you keep confessing, you keep confessing, confessing it. Don't stop. Don't stop at anything. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor I will not stop. I will not stop. Tell your neighbor I will not stop. I will not stop. Yeah. Mm. Don't stop. That means you must be full of the word of God. When you read the book of um, Colossians chapter number 3 verse 16. Colossians chapter number 3. I'm hoping to be done very shortly. Because I want us to pray together. Colossians chapter number 3 verse 16. Colossians 3 verse 16. Colossians 3 16. The Bible says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you. What? Amen. If you have your Bible open, let's read together. Say, Let the word of Christ dwell in you. In what? Amen. 
richly, right? It says, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your, in your hearts to the Lord. It says, let the word of God dwell in your heart, or the word of Christ dwell in your heart richly. In other words, the word of God can dwell in you poorly. Because if it tells you that the word of Christ dwells in you richly, in other words, there are certain people who are poor in the words. Richly. In other words, your, your, your inner man must be full of the word of God. Do you know how you know that you are full of the word of God? By what you say. That's how you know. Someone tells you a joke. Ah, oh, I'm dead. <laughs> no, we, we know this one doesn't have the word of God in it. You can't utter certain things. You can't utter certain things. There are certain words that even people that are not even full of the word of God say. Feel like, I swear. Let me not even go into that. <laughs> Whether you are typing it or you are saying it. And there's silence. <laughs> <laughs> I swear you won't believe it. <laughs> God. I swear, should I, should I see you? <laughs> should I hear you? Should I read anything you've typed and you've adding those those cano cano things? <laughs> Someone is telling something. Ah, you're lying, I swear. That's <laughs> <laughs> how you can tell. Uh-uh. Why? You see, let me not get into some of these. <laughs> you see, some of the things look innocent, right? They're innocent, mm-hmm. but it's not. Mm-hmm. But if it's if it's you who are my readers in this address, <laughs> before I look harsh in front of people, shall and they think? <laughs> are we together? Yeah. What you say shows us whether whether you're full of the word of God or not. Because when you are full of the word of God, you will speak nothing but the word of God. Remember when Jesus was tempted by the devil, right? Remember that, right? Yeah. Everything he said, it is written. Everything, it is written. Not let me, let, let me toss it in my mind. He needs to hear me out. Now is my chance to show him no. Speak the word. Tell your neighbor, speak the word. Speak the word. I, I didn't hear you. Tell your neighbor, speak the word. Speak the word. Yeah. You must, you, you, we, we tell, we were able to tell whether you're full of the word of God by what you say. Your confessions. Your confessions. Your confessions. Praise God. Amen. Yeah. He said, let the word of God dwell in you richly. Is the word of God dwelling in you richly? And I'm not talking about memorizing. You know? Where you've memorized this, you've memorized that. No, that is actually very good. I'm not discouraging it. But is it dwelling in you? How we tell whether you've just memorized or if if it's dwelling in you is how you react even in situations. Jesus was sleeping in a storm. He wasn't panicking. Not something goes wrong. I knew things would not, I knew. Like, <laughs> things just don't seem to. <laughs> I always have this feeling. 
<laughs> no. God's word must dwell in you richly. Hallelujah. Yeah, it must dwell in you richly. In other words, every time you are sitting down to listen to the word of God, every time you are sitting down to study the scriptures, you must the aim must be for the word of God to go in you, in your heart. You take it in, you take it in, you take it in, you take it in, you take it in. You take in the word of God all the time. All the time. You take in the word of God. Don't be full of everything else except God's word. Don't be full of everything else except God's word. No, you must be full of the word of God beyond anything else and beyond everything else. When you are full of the word of God, you will displace every other thing. Every other thing, you will displace it. You won't even be proud of having a temper. Because sometimes you find believers are even proud of having a, a temper. They are proud of it. That's how I am. I was born like this. What do you want me to do? <laughs> That's how I am. I was created like this. Deal with it if you want. You know what I mean? You even find memes that relate to your situation. They take me as I am gospel. <laughs> Jesus took you as you were, but he didn't leave you that way. <laughs> no. No. He didn't leave you that way. If he did, then he didn't meet Jesus. Ah, always. always. Or the Jesus you meet, is that someone from Brazil? Just you know, <laughs> these guys who call themselves Jesus, these footballers, and <laughs> they are the ones you meet. You didn't meet the Jesus. <laughs> Josh, John chapter number fifteen, verse seven. <clears throat> John chapter number fifteen, verse seven. This scripture amazes me. I, I, I love it actually. John chapter number fifteen, verse seven says, "If you are, if you abide in me." Have you seen that? Yes, sir. It says, if you abide in me. Tell anybody, if you abide in me. Abide in, me. in other words, if, that's a conditional word, right? Yes. That, that means, it's not, you see, you don't, you have got a choice to live if you want. Yes. Alright? So if you abide, so if you want, you can just choose, ah, Christ, I've left. <laughs> says, if you abide in me, and then it goes on to say, um, and my words abide in you. He did not say, if you abide in me, and I abide in you. No. Because look, he's abiding in you. As long as you've just, yeah, it's okay. It, on his side, it's dealt with. <coughs> you understand, right? On his side, it's dealt with. It says, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you. What it means to abide? It means to lodge, to dwell, to live there. So, does his word live in you? <coughs> See, when the word of God comes, it doesn't come to, it's not like a hotel. <laughs> where it just comes, you know, has a nice time, gives you something and then leaves. And the day you need another breath, you go back again. No, it comes to leave. To, it comes to settle. It comes to take residence. It, it becomes, your heart becomes the home of God's word. You didn't get it. In other words, if people are looking to encounter God's word, they will come to you. If people are looking to encounter God's power, what the word of God says and what the word of God can do, they will come to you. That is why there are times, let's say, when you, you want prayer for something, all right? Let's, let's say you've been having challenges either with your school or finances or with your health or whatever. You will know who to go to for prayer. Sometimes the person may not even be a pastor. You will know if I ask this, my sister, 
and then she, she prays, oh, Oh, this brother, and then he prays. You will know that the answer will come. Why? The, the word of God has taken up residence in that person's spirit. You know when they pray, something changes. Alright? He goes on to say, If you abide in me, and my word abide in you, and then he says, You will ask whatever you desire. Look at that. It says, You ask whatever you want. Desire. Whatever you want. Desire. And then it says, and it shall be done for you. Why? Because the word of God abides in you. This is different from just going in prayer. Oh Lord, Lord, I want this. Lord, I want this. No, this is a person who is full of the word of God. It's a person who is full of the, the word of God is abiding in them. The word of God is, has taken up presence. It's, it's lodging in their heart. Become, see, become that believer who is full of the word of God. Don't become a believer who is, you know. <laughs> Let me not say anyone. <laughs> I hope people get touched. Don't become that one who just comes to church and goes back home and says, ah, oh, the word was powerful. And then remains the same. No. No. God doesn't meet us to leave us the same way. No, he doesn't. When God encountered Abraham, he spoke words to him, and his life was never the same. When God encountered the Apostle Paul, he spoke words to him, and his life was never the same. And God is speaking to you even to this day. Your life shouldn't be the same. Tell your neighbor, your life shouldn't be the same. Yeah. The word of God must abide. Right? It must abide. So you must consume the word of God in your heart and it must abide. So the first thing I said is that the word of God does not fail, right? The second thing I said it heals, right? The third thing I'll say, we'll continue this next week. The third thing I'll say is that the word of God renews your mind. That's one of the, that's one of the characters of the word of God. It renews your mind. Now, when we talk about renewing your mind, maybe the easiest way is, uh, if maybe not everyone can relate to what I'm going to say, but... Assuming, let's say, you, you reprogram a computer or a laptop, all right? You change the, the OS, the operating system. You don't expect it to function the same way it was functioning before, right? If you upgrade especially, all right? You, 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 you change the operating system or you, pro, you program the, 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 the computer or you change the operating system or, or whatever you do with it and, and everything. You expect an upgrade, right? Are we following? Yes. Yeah. Why? Something has changed. See, when we talk about renewing of the mind, it's, it's a reprogramming that takes place. For example, assuming, let's say, you've been hit by sickness. God forbid. <laughs> but assuming, let's say, you've been hit by something. Your mind won't be there. I need to write a will. <laughs> First of all, you should write a will before anything else. <laughs> Alright, you will be raptured soon. In case any of your relatives remain, <laughs> they need to know how to <laughs> they need to know how to deal with the property you leave behind. <laughs> okay? Yeah. So your first thought shouldn't be ah, I'm dead. <laughs> You know what I mean, right? Yeah, chapwa. I'm dead. No. Your mind is renewed. Now, when we talk about mind renewing, it's in two ways. 
Sintuis, I've taught this before, but I'll do it a bit. Sintuis, number one, the first way in which a mind is renewed is you get rid of sinful thoughts or sinful ways of thinking. See, there, there are some people who are just perverted in their mind. Their mind is just messed up. You understand, right? Are you following? Yes. There are people who, for them, either because of what they've read, what they've watched, what they've heard, or something, their mind is messed up. And we have a lot like that, trust me. You'll be amazed. You'll be amazed. We have a lot like that. So what happens is, if you are in that place, for example, where you are struggling with worldly, with worldly thoughts of any kind, really, the word of God is your therapy. All right? You can read um, on this, you can, you can read Romans 12 verse 2. All right? Romans chapter 12 verse 2. Just write it down. So if you are at a place where you are struggling with certain either immoral thoughts or you just, you just don't know how to deal with your mind, is there anything? You see, God, see, don't let, don't let your mind drive you away from wonderful fellowship with God. Don't allow it. Your mind should be a tool that God uses to communicate to you. Your mind should be a tool that God uses to bring you ideas, to bring change to your society and to your world. Your mind should be a tool that God uses to bring even promotion to your family. Your mind must be a tool that God uses to change even your life. It must be a tool. It shouldn't be in the hands of Satan. You understand, right? Satan shouldn't be in control of your mind. He should not have access to your mind. You must block it. You must block him. There is something one man of God said, and I love it. He said, you, you, can, you, 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 you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can stop it from building a nest. In other words, certain thoughts, you can't stop them from crossing over your mind because it's not up to you. But you can stop the moment they come. Say, no, I refuse to think this way. How together? And you must take in the word of God. That's why it's, it's very important to be in church every week to be... To, 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 to attend spiritual meetings, to take in the word of God, to read spiritual books, your mind will change. And one of the ways that, one of, one, one of, the, one of, one of the reasons why you need to renew your mind is because look, where you are, majority of the people here are at least above, assuming, we are above the age of 15, right? <laughs> That's an assumption, right? Yes. Majority, right? Yes. Yeah. Others are in their 20s, right? Others are still teenagers here. Others are in their 20s, maybe others are in their 30s here. Now, in, if you are 22 or you are, or you are 30, in the 30 years you've been on earth, you've seen a lot. <laughs> yes, you've been taught a lot. Do you know, do you know that every, every way you respond, every single way you respond to everything, it is something you learned? Don't think, no, I taught myself. No, you saw it from somewhere. There is no book that guided you, no. When you are this in this situation, please do this. No. You learnt it from somewhere. Now, in order for God, see, God, when you get born again, God has to raise you afresh. <laughs> in other words, in the eyes of God, you must take yourself like, do you know how 
a, a little child. There are certain things that if you've got a baby there, you don't say this in front of the child, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Because you don't want them to learn certain things, right? Eventually they will learn. But you don't want them to learn, right? Or you don't want them to learn from you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be the one to say I taught this child how to say certain things. <laughs> you understand, right? Yeah. So now what happens is when you get born again, your mind, what you've learned these whole years that you've been on earth, God wants to change it. God wants to change your ways of thinking. You see, when Jesus encountered people who were sick, what was his mindset? Heal. His mindset was not to take them bananas. <laughs> Sounds funny. You understand, right? His ways of thinking was different. He was raised by God. His mind was not thinking like, a, like, 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 like every other person. You understand, right? Yes. Yeah. He's in a meeting and there are people who need to eat. The disciples, we don't have food. Jesus, what do we have? He knew he could multiply the food. He was thinking different. You understand, right? Yeah. He was thinking different. Just like if, if in a house, if let's say there is something you can do very well, all right, something you can do very well in the house, maybe, you know, fix a kebab holder, you know, <laughs> you know, you know these things, right? That make you look cool. <laughs> or you save the day in the house. You know, the customer just polika, don't worry. <laughs> you know, you open it and you, 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 do, you, you do one or two things, it's done, you know. I had a friend who would fix adapters. Because my belief for me is that if an adapter just just Luanas, I just go buy another one. (laughs) That's just me. Okay, so if it's Luanas in the morning and the person is not there, straight to the market to go buy another adapter. You'll find another, you'll fix this one. Okay, that's how I, like, when I was still living with my parents, I think I had about about seven adapters in my room. (laughs) Just kept getting spoiled. (laughs) Just minor, minor things. Because for me, I'm, I'm lazy at fixing anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something gets bored, please give me a new one. <laughs> yeah. But we are down, down the, the phone, this, ah, just buy another one. So. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so if let's say there is something like in the house like that, let's say, let's say you know how to fix a stove or you know how to fix a bulb and then it, it, it goes wrong. How another person will think and how you think are two different ways. Mm-hmm. Another person will think, ah, will sleep in the dark. For you. Where is the, what do you say? Pliers? <laughs> Screwdriver, right? What's the pliers? <laughs> that's, how, that's, how, that's how much I don't know stuff in the house. A screwdriver, right? You'll be asking, where is the screwdriver? Why? The way you're thinking is different. You've trained yourself to think, look, I can fix this. So that's why there are certain people who, for them, if something gets, even if they've never solved it in the house, for them, even if in the fridge, nah, it's a small issue. Like I remember the, the time I was with a the, the certain young man and uh, we were at, at home where I, was, where I was living at that time. During the, you know, remember when there was massive load shedding, right? We bought a genset at home, okay? So we got a genset and whatnot. So one day, um, the gents are just missed, like you're just making weird, weird noises. So this, this, this guy who is, who likes fixing everything. <laughs> we just, a friend of mine and I, we got the gents put in the car, like, well, let's just take it to, um, 
one of these places where they where they fix this thing, right? So we meet this 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 guy on the way. Ah, there's a small issue. They're going to just over. There are small issues. Ah. So we remove everything. We put it there. Sir, tell us what to do there. Just stay touching there. Not, did nothing. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. But it was a small issue in his head. <laughs> you understand? It's it's programming. There's a way you've been trained to think. All right. So even in the word of God, there's a, there's a way that the word of God needs, needs to resonate in your mind. You understand, right? The Bible says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That means when you encounter something and you're saying, mm, I don't think I can do this. Remember what the Bible says. You've been reprogrammed. I can do all things. In other words, when you've been given an opportunity, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. When you've been, I can do all things. I can do, why? Your mind has been renewed. Your, you, you, think diff- you don't think like everyone else. When everyone else thinks they can't do it, for you, you think you can do it. The Bible says there is not, for, for, for them who believe, there is nothing impossible for them. That means for you, in your mind, impossibilities have been removed. That cage of impossibility has been removed. That means while other people are thinking it's impossible, for you, it's possibility thinking. You think it is possible every time you think it is possible. When there's a problem, you, you don't think, ah, we're dead, we're gone. What I mean, someone in the house has COVID. This family, <laughs> you know what I mean, right? You think differently. Why you're being raised by the word of God, and that's one of the important one of the important things, one of the important reasons for coming to church because you are being trained to think differently, you are being trained to think like, like, like the word of God says you should think. Hallelujah! Yeah. And the other reason, I said there are two ways, right? The other reason is changing worldly patterns. There are certain things which are just worldly patterns. You see, there are certain things which are not sinful, but they're not beneficial for your faith. So the word of God trains you to think differently. Are we together? Yeah. For instance, assuming, let's say you're running a business. And there is a condition, or rather there is a situation, either in that particular line of business that is affecting everyone. For you, you won't think that your business will be affected. Your mind will think different. You see, you'll be thinking, like, look, just you see, if, if, if Jesus could sleep in a storm, he didn't kill them. This can't kill my business. You understand, right? Yeah. It means for you, even as you are getting out of, let's say, university, you are doing a course. L- let me encourage us. How many of you are doing, let's say, a business course in school? It's school of business, whatever. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Only two people. All right. Most of us are in what? <laughs> Sciences? <laughs> Education? Or oh, you are lawyers? <laughs> All right. Assuming, let's say, you're coming from the school of business. Now, that's a field that a lot of people have been told there are no jobs for a number of people. It's saturated. You see, you will think differently when you're coming out of a field. Your mindset is different. Is, is, is it sinful to think otherwise? No. Mm-hmm. You are just the one who won't benefit from what the Word of God has said. All right? You will lower, you, you will lower your life based on, on, on the experiences of other people. You are starting a business that is giving you statistics, you know, 90% of startups. Oh, Sean. <laughs> Your mindset is different. Your mindset, you, you think differently. 
For you, your mind, you, you, you're like, why, why? The word of God has trained you. You look at the apostles. How did the apostles think? How did Jesus think? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Shall we be upstanding, please?